0: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
2: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, In the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I go back to the Great American Bash last night. That's right. NXT's Great American Bash from top to bottom, especially that Cole O'Reilly match in the main event was absolutely fantastic. We break it down on the latest edition of the Busted Open podcast. Also, Tommy Dreamer, who is very close to Terry Funk, gives us his latest conversation with him and a health update right now on the Busted Open Podcast.
0: The show opened up with that tag match. I could literally talk probably for the next hour about that tag match, how much I loved it. And if you're an independent wrestler, if you're a wrestler signed to any company, and you're in a tag team match. Go back and watch that match. It was a contrast of styles. It was a newer, fast-paced style. Everybody friggin' got over. They use psychology. Their heat spots were off the charts. Their referee sa- uh, their referee saves their saves for breaking up pinfalls off the charts. Friggin' love that match. I really did, and was so, so good. Their false finishes, everything, had me so emotionally invested where I did not know who was going to win. And the best part about it, the pace never changed in the sense of if you're going to start off super hot, you better hope you can continue doing that, and it did. Uh, That was a Bully 101 where let's open the show with such – this balls to the wall you know gas pedal all the way down and the show's not going to stop and it did it just kept on going and why also I think that tag match was so great because one there's accountability where wrestlers have to go out there to perform to this level it's not so much fear it's if I know I do good I'm going to be rewarded if I know I mess up I'm you know, can't mess up too many times, then I'm going to be replaced. That match off the charts. Um, and it has a lot to do with the management. I mean, I literally sat back and I was like, all right, who's in the back there? Okay. Road Dog. Okay. Shawn Michaels. Okay. Triple H. Uh, Matt Bloom. All really good tag team wrestlers as well. And oh, God, I loved it. I could, I literally. And I love VSK. I was kind of mentored them for a lot of their stuff, just giving them little, little tweaks because they were always really good. There was a sense of urgency to win the match, to win the title or defend their title. Um, It made it look as real as those matches can be. Yeah, I loved it. And their facials was just, oh God, it it was great. It really was, and I'm and I I praise it because I wish everybody would watch it just so you can learn from it. I think tape study is a lost art. I watch wrestling all the time, and my career is on the way tail end. Even though me and Terry Funk are going to have a run with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, put that out there, <laughs> internet. Um, but I I. I always watch wrestling tapes to see what can I do? What can I, there was like three moves that I know, okay, I could use as finishers if they're involving me and they were, they were false finishes, but they were so friggin' good. And things again, facials. I'll, I know we're not talking about it again. The young bucks, that is, there's a new style out there. Young bucks as heels are Young bucks are money, but young bucks as heels are money. I have a frigging dream match that I'd love to see the young bucks versus VSK because God would they tear it up. And it would be a, 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 somebody who loves tag team wrestling, like myself, just this amazing dream match. And the, the young bucks facials, the young bucks as heels, they're doing different things to set up their heat and to be bad guys. And when you have that much ability And could do things to wow the crowd It's a lot harder to be bad Or get people to boo you Uh, Back to NXT Man, I I love that match And then followed up with Cameron Grimes and LA Knight Holy crap it It was the best match I've ever seen LA Knight and Cameron Grimes have It beat their ladder match And that match was damn good And again, this incredible pace L.A. Knight is firing on all cylinders, man. Another match where the sense to win the title or defend the title was real. People were going for covers. There was these amazing false finishes, and that with the belt where I'm the bad guy, I'm going to go cheat. The referee uh, takes the belt. You, uh, false finishes out of that. How he tried to get the title, the title fell, And just you left it there. And then literally he hits a move on the floor on the title, which causes the victory and great sell by Cameron Grimes. Oh my God. Another great match. Loved it.
2: Yeah. I mean, top to bottom. The only flaw I think about last night that it wasn't a takeover. Like I almost felt like the great American bash and, and the great American bash I know means something to, to both of us. I I love the fact that they started with Dusty Rhodes and the voice of Dusty Rhodes in that introduction for the show. But just from the pacing and the length of the matches, I almost wish that it was a takeover and not just an episode of NXT. But that also shows you that, hey, you know what? You can get that type of a show for for free on USA. So... uh, I, I, but, I, but for me, Tommy, with somebody, and you know, you know me. I got my laminated list of top ten, you know, great American Bash moments. I broke out my old Pro Wrestling Illustrated for you know eighty five, eighty six, and eighty seven. Those old school, you know, Crockett promotion, Great American Bashes. That show means something, and the fact that Triple H thought enough of Dusty Rhodes because that is you know his creation, the Great American Bash, to have him intro it. I thought was special, and I'm sure even Cody probably, if he were to watch that, would have brought a, probably a tear to his eye.
0: Uh, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it does, um, dude. Great American Bash was was awesome. I said to myself, and the tag match with the women, and I was like, man, this is a horrible spot for them. Yeah, you think about the crossover is a big spot to put them in. And the crowd was tired. And the crowd, when you talk about, if you're ever, this is for, I guess, our more advanced listeners, if you're ever running a wrestling show, the crowd got tired. And we also, the crowd was disappointed. Cameron Grimes didn't win. And it literally let all the steam out of the building. Kudos to the women, because that crowd was not like it. They were for the first hour And those women worked so so Hard and their match was So great they got the people back Into it and then back into The show and We had a nice return which was a great Moment the women Crushed it as well And new champions were Crowned and this is Another example of someone Went over someone got over And Um Zoe, what's her name? Zoe? Zoe Starks. Zoe Starks. Uh, I've been a big fan. They needed that title to make, elevate them. And now you could see Candice is going to go another direction, which is great. And then after that, you get, you got this nice happy moment after taking the crowd down and the crowd was down because they love Cameron. Yes. And then bringing them back up. And then that again, main event, off the charts, another match that people should watch and study because it looked, it was a fight. It was a wrestling match and a fight, and they didn't use weapons. They, it was another story that these guys have told. Great, great selling, artistry of working a body part between the leg and the arm and amazing false finishes. And when you know Adam Cole finally wins, Another great example of somebody Gets over, somebody goes over But their facials, their Senses of of Having to win this match What it means to them Also amazing job on commentary As always, they're the best commentary Team out there right now With uh, Beth Vic and Wade Barrett It's a, so hard, especially A show like that, but man They, they did little things uh, Um. Vic talked about the, they better get into the ring. Uh, the referees at an eight count reminded the people that, Oh, they have to do that because we're following these rules. Then uh, a rare mistake by uh, Adam Cole for not hooking the leg. And he hooked the inside leg and not the outside leg. Yep. Cause when he re- got to the rope, those are little nuances that are lost that a Jim Ross would always put over. But that announced team was firing on all cylinders last night and made everybody bigger stars. And my hat is off, even though I'm not wearing a hat to them, because I was blessed to have Joey Styles make me a bigger star. And that's what that announced team does for that crew.
2: And and that's where, you know, not to throw raw into it, but, you know, it's just this past Monday night that, that commentating team really can't do quite like what the NXT commentating team could do. And that is a lot of the knowledge and history that goes in, which they were able to talk about with Cole and O'Reilly. And even like the desperation, Tommy, of, you know, we see so many near falls and so many kickouts, you know, the desperation of Kyle O'Reilly just being able to get that foot on the bottom rope. Like it's those types of things, you know, the torque of, you know, Adam Cole's head and his neck. You know, those types of things that, like, hey, this is painful. Like, I, I, I love that commentating team that we see on NXT. Tommy, let's get more into that main event between Cole and O'Reilly. As much as we love the Undisputed Era and that team and that faction, and maybe they broke up too soon, but there's nothing like having a Kyle O'Reilly-Adam Kyle O'Reilly, Cole match like we did last night.
0: I so saw a lot of people, and this is a thank you. This is an ultimate compliment to me. Uh when they talk about Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly have perhaps one of the greatest feuds next to Dreamer and Raven. Or wow. then it's like Kevin Owens, Sammy Zane. And for me, like it's I I put my feud up there, but it's Dusty versus Kevin Sullivan. And uh we had done this greatest feuds. I didn't even have I had myself at three. I don't remember who I had at two. Um but when people talk like that, I'll straight up tell you, yes, we were different, but Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole have more talent and ability than Raven and I ever did. And I'm talking when I was in my twenties, those guys crush it. I have wrestled Kevin. I wrestled Adam Cole. They're so good. And just those They had a wrestling feud Uh, Friday night. We had Kevin versus Sammy in a feud tables. Anything goes a lot of it was violent Um, at the great American bash. That main event was a great wrestling feud and they've had all these type of matches. But at the end of the day, wrestling will always be wrestling. And they look like they hated each other. They look like they wanted to break each other's body parts. And it was so good, man. Uh, Dave, there were so many things that I could point at. I, I spent that day, again, helping with Impact Creative, talking to Terry Funk, dealing, again, when we talk about people who are older, my mom's car leases up and she's more nervous and losing sleep over it because she doesn't know what to do, which I, of course, have to wor- work, her, wor- work her through it. And I'm like, Ma, I got it. But if my mom was famous and somebody else may be talking to my mother, they'd say my mom was losing her mind. So that's another thing where I want to say about the whole Terry Funk thing. Um, <clears throat> I also watched uh, this awesome Tommy Rich documentary on Tubi, which was just a lot of matches. Um, I download this Tubi app and I just type in pro wrestling and I have a lot more wrestling that I want. Then I saw world-class championship wrestling was added to the Peacock Network. Thank God, because you're on my clock for
2: for SummerSlam.
0: You're going to lose my membership if I don't get my Mid-South and my Mid-Atlantic soon by SummerSlam. Anyway, I watch a lot of wrestling during the day. Oh yeah, by the way, I did stuff with my family, cleaned my house, exercised. And I was at eleven. About ten thirty is when I put on NXT. I didn't fast forward one bit of it. Oh yeah, I did. I fast forwarded the um, the swerve, the rap concert thing. Not my cup oh, of tea. Oh, that was good,
2: man. You missed out. That was a swerve. Swerve Scott is is unbelievable.
0: Yes, I. Not my cup of tea. Understood. I. But guess what? They're also supposed to be heels. Another great thing that NXT did that Futures uh, tournament where they're all yes. standing there, gave, yep. gave a little background everybody, off the charts. Off the charts. And I, I did like the the concept of the whole concert and the celebration because it's different. I just was, it was getting late <laughs> and I had to get, get up it. to watch this show. And good though. I didn't like when uh, Wrestlemania Salt and Pepper When they did it And I love Salt and Pepper I just wasn't, I don't like when music Interrupts my wrestling, I'm a wrestling purist Uh, (laughs) I never liked liked it I'm just telling you I didn't like it, I didn't like when Robert Goulet Sang the national anthem, not a fan I just want to see wrestling, I'm crazy Been crazy my whole life Ladies and gentlemen, we are Serious XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest-hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-Fight93, anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern, as we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh my god! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156.
1: Only at GearWrench.com.
2: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. To one of the greatest of all time, Terry Funk. So uh, is there any update on the status right now of Hall of Famer Terry Funk?
0: Well, with social media, things kind of start to take a life of their own. And I'm starting getting a lot of texts about Terry Funk and his health. And then I start seeing all these different tweets about Terry. And uh, then the biggest one was the WWE. And I'm like, what is going on? I talked to Terry on his birthday uh, and he was fine. I talked to Terry the week before his birthday for 40 minutes. Um, and when I tell you he was and is as sharp as a tack. Um, I, and I'm talking on every level. I'm talking about talking about college for my daughters, talking about, The wrestling business Where he knows about AEW Uh, He calls them from Dusty's sons Dusty's boys Um, He he talks about Vince, he talks about He knows about the Peacock Network And how the WWE, WWE Is always expanding all that stuff Terry Is in an assisted living place He still has his home He basically Is 77 years old And he's like his daughter's worried Because he's alone And he's like yeah sometimes I was forgetful Yeah I had a rough patch With his health And I'm alone My one daughter lives in another state My other daughter lives kind of far away And ever since he's moved there He's actually been in better Um, I don't want to say spirits Just more with it I don't know I haven't spoken to his daughters about his mental health, but when I tell you, as clear as my conversation is with you, mm-hmm. that's the conversation I'm talking with Terry. And then I call him up yesterday, specifically, I leave him a message, he calls me back, and he's like, what's going on? And I am te- I start telling him all the stuff, Dave. And this started from Don Morocco's podcast, interviewing Scott Casey, which if you actually sit back and listen to those words i just said it's awesome to begin with yes and i did not hear this podcast i need to
2: hear this like so again
0: don morocco's podcast kudos that you have the podcast i love it i don't know how to listen to podcasts but one day i will um and has scott casey on and apparently i don't know but it painted terry as not being able to put two sentences together, uh, having dementia, all that stuff. And so I told Terry this, I won't say what Terry said about Scott Casey and except for he's full of shit, always was. And it was perhaps the funniest conversation because now Terry is like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, you know what, Tommy, we're going to make money out of this. He's like, maybe uh, Sika's kid and Paulie with that history will do me and you. And I was like, wait, you want to wrestle? And he's like, Paulie, well, we have such history. You and Paulie and Sika, his kid, he's talking about Roman Reigns. Again, <laughs> you know, you're talking to a 77 year old man who's been wrestling his entire life. For everyone from that generation, Terry Funk was the great greatest in-ring performer because he was also, guess what, the NWA champion. And for a lot of the people of that era, and I've spoken to them, they said Terry could outlast everyone in the ring and then in the bar. And that's all they did their whole life. And, I mean, you think about what he did for ECW. And, I mean, stuff Then he went to WWE. <clears throat> he was just like he abused his body which you're gonna have some issues for he's also 77 years old we all hold him at this um point of this he's so strong he's so many people's heroes but man you get old uh great conversation and then he was just like (laughs) he's like we're gonna make money off of this he's like i'm coming out of retirement Let's book it. Bring your your hardcore house to. Uh, we're gonna do it. And then I said, "Okay." Uh, he's like, "How about I'm so I'm so crazy. I'm gonna. Uh, I still think I could draw big houses." I go, "You can draw houses." He goes, "I know. I'm just trying to be modest." And he's just like, "I could outdraw." I heard the ratings are in the shitter. Um, and, and when I, again, this is my normal conversation with Terry, but everything was so awesome (laughs) so then we i hang up and then he calls me back and he goes this is what we're gonna do i'm either gonna go get arrested or i'm thinking of taking off all my clothes and running out in the street and start beating people up we'll make money on this somehow i go don't do that he goes well if they think i'm crazy hell i'll show them i'm crazy and i go you've always been crazy middle-aged and crazy and then he was just like I guess I'm just old aged and crazy. Aren't you supposed to be? (laughs) Damn it. Leave me alone. And then what was the final kicker? He hangs up. He calls me back again. And you got to understand the first time I went to Japan uh, for Onita, Terry Funk wanted me to walk up to Onita and slap him across the face and fight him for real. He said, you'll draw a big house. He goes, just fight him. There'll be all the publicity there. Just, you don't, I go, Terry, I don't even know the guy. And he's like, just do it. I'm telling you, you'll draw, you'll fill out that big stadium there. Me and Mick worked. So he thinks like that. And he's always been this innovator and his thinking and all this stuff. So then he said, I want you to put this on your computer, which means social media. He said, tell everybody I'm so crazy. I'm so nuts. And he goes, I'm sitting here in my assisted uh, home, and I got my thumb up my ass, and I'm gonna start whistling Dixie, but I don't remember the words. And then he laughed, and then he hung up on me. And I go, they called me back again and said, You better do that. So that's what I did. And that is Terry Funk 101. That's his health update. Um, he's 77 years old. I forget things. Bubba forgets things. I don't know how I'm gonna be at 77. Uh, My mom tells me the same stories. She's seven. No, she's 80. Um, What I'm just trying to say to everybody, they jumped on the negative and it was thought this, his health was in such peril and all that stuff. It's just not true. And the one thing that bothered me, even though I said, Hey, WWE didn't say anything wrong. And it's awesome that on a random Tuesday, Terry Funk is trending and it's the power of professional wrestling. But he said, I've spoke to two people today, you and the person who runs my computer, which means his dirty Funker social media. He goes, mm-hmm. That's it. Nobody called me. Nobody checked in on me. And he's like, I also don't call people back, but no one else called me. And I was like, How do you release a statement where you don't check your facts? because that's how rumors start and when you're uh, again they said nice things so it's not but as you know from how why he's trending is because everyone thinks he's in such poor health
2: yeah all it takes tommy and you know this now in this world especially with social media only takes one person to say one thing and everybody jumps on it and then Next thing you know, people are commenting. It's being retweeted. And then it blow, blows up to the point where, like you said, in the middle of the afternoon, Terry Funk is trending. But I'm glad being that you're so close to him. And like you just said, you spoke to him on his birthday. His birthday was just a week ago. You know, it's not like you're talking about six months ago. This was last week was his birthday. So you knew better and you called him and you had basically the same conversation that you had with a man you know, the last year, two years, five years, 10 years.
0: And and Dave, I mean, I talk to him a lot and I know me and Bubba and I know Mick want to go see him, but listen, it's. When you you say when somebody puts it out there, but what like WWE put it out there without fact checking. And again, it wasn't a bad tweet, but it was because they're acting like he's. It was <clears throat> it wasn't from him, and I'm just telling yeah. you, I know, yeah, he had I think they could say that about every wrestler. Uh, Paul there was a video around of Paul Orndorff recently, which was very, very sad, and then someone posted later a picture, "Hey, he's on medicine, he's doing good." Yeah, they think gonna- there was
2: a picture of him Fourth of July weekend sitting back watching TV, drinking a beer.
0: Again, a 77 year old man that uh, gave his entire life to the wrestling industry still it watches it you're gonna have a fact zone yes uh, if he has early dementia i don't know but i'm not from our conversations my favorite part about it he's just like uh they all say i'm crazy he goes hell you're crazier than everybody you're still doing this shit and we joke about it and i said well i'm the biggest mark and he's like i know you are <laughs> <laughs> but what a hundred percent not true about his, his declining health or that he's not there. And the only sad part about this is now he wants to come out of retirement and wants me to book angles off of this for him. So thank you world of the internet. The cool thing too. And I did tell him and he is humble. I said, Terry, do you, can you imagine that? Like with the Stanley cup, the NBA, and all that's going on in the world, because you he was trending like up to like seven at one point, I go that people are showing you so much love while you're alive. And he thought that was great. Yeah. and And that is great. And I love, I've seen people post on Tuesdays, Terry Tuesday, which should always be a thing. But you can't let everything you read or hear spiral out of control. Because, hey, amen. It it uh, it has an, a a negative effect or a negative connotation to it. And I mean, a lot of people were just thanking me for. Getting, and I don't like to talk about like my private stuff or my private conversations, but this time uh, I felt it would. Uh, I mean, I told you I, I'll text you about like, hey, I had this amazing conversation with Jimmy Valiant. You know, when I went off about because that affected me. Uh, when I I spoke to terry after on the same day i spoke to jimmy valiant and terry funk which is just awesome and when i was telling jimmy i mean i'm sorry telling terry about the stuff with jimmy he's like how old is he i go he's 79 and he's still wrestling and he's like that son of a bitch i'm coming out of retirement because he's stealing my senior citizen heat (laughs) and then he's like i'll beat the shit out of him bloody him up And we'll draw a lot of money like we used to because he'll sell his ass off. How dare he keep on wrestling? I'm going to kick his ass. And now he wants to make money with Jimmy uh, Valiant again. That's the beauty of Terry Funk.
2: Well, I'm glad that you spoke to Terry Funk. I'm glad that he's doing well. I'm glad that, you know, we're finding out now it's not nearly as bad as a lot of people thought that it was. You know, we we kind of have the statement, you know, Ed Robinson, our producer, knows it's, it's better to be late than too early. So I know that a lot of people like to put stuff out there in order to get clicks or be the first one to get the news out. But until everything is known and confirmed, and like Tommy just said, you know, he only got two phone calls yesterday when everything was out there of his poor health. So, Tommy, I'm glad that you spoke to him. Terry Funk, to me, Tommy, and you know this. I, I believe he's on the Mount Rushmore. He's he's one of the greatest of all time. I mean, my number one will always be Ric Flair, but right after that, my number two, and it's it's close, is is the great Terry Funk. And uh, I've, I'm glad that people are, are now showing the appreciation that he deserves because he is one of the greatest of all time.
0: Absolutely. And Kyle O'Reilly put out a nice little tweet. This one's for the Funker. I don't know if he... Uh... You know, when you're talking about stuff that happens on social media, the world happens so so quick, and everyone wants to jump on something. It's cool that everyone still cares about a 77 year old man, because yep. a lot of people don't remember people, or you get the wow, is he even still alive? So it's cool that uh, people still care, and he well, he appreciates it. I listen. I even told him what uh, I go. Do you know what trending is? He goes, it means I'm popular. He goes, I'm trendy. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, kind of, sort of. Yeah. He goes, but like it happens on the computer. Like I go, and again, I told him, but the fact that he knows what like trending is and all that. My mother doesn't know what trending is. She knows what a trendsetter is. Yeah. But hey, it's, (sighs) I was, yesterday was a, it was a, a weird day, but then it became a super fun day because I got to list talk to Terry Funk uh, four different times <laughs> to break away from the different things that I was doing in the day. But at least it's all for positive. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from nine AM to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The busted open.
2: Podcast. Busted open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas.
1: So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now only at GearWrench.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest
0: field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well.